Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. This is the WCHL podcast, and I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on the other end of the line, it's my very best friend in all of the world. It is Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, you're coming in loud and clear. You're sounding like you're right next door to me. That's oh, awesome. That is great stuff. Great stuff. Andrew, I got to ask, are you still teaching? Are you still teaching uh, the masses all about uh, science and math and all that kind of junk? I am a physical science teaching machine. (laughs) Teaching machine. All right. All right. I I can tell you all about how to count atoms in a compound. Yeah. I can tell you how to balance chemical reactions when you're looking at it microscopically. Not macroscopically, but microscopically. Okay. I can do the whole, I can do it everything now. So. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Well, that explains an awful lot about uh, my physical science teachers in high school. Um, how they, yeah. how they knew so much. Hey, I'm just telling you, I told you people for a long time out there that I was a smart son of a gun. <laughs> and all and now, see, now you're proving see, it. See, same reaction, you know, all you people, all, all you guys used to do is just laugh at me, right? Like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, everybody's having to eat their words. Uh, you, well, you, you're, you're proving us wrong. That's for dang yeah. sure. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about that? Will you, let me ask a question, will you get a degree or a diploma when, uh, when graduation comes around? Uh, I should probably, the way I've been going the past couple of days, I should probably get, I'm going to say probably half a dozen diplomas from norman high school in a couple of years because you're doing all the work because <laughs> i've done a lot of work for five or six people yeah <laughs> poor kids yeah yeah. oh geez all right andrew uh, hey let's uh let's quit jibber jabbering around we're since we're this is a hockey podcast but we're not hockey guys yeah, so we we've been told so yeah Hey, uh, real quick, the national site for 2024 has yet to be officially decided. Um, I still think it's St. Louis, but can't officially say that. And then 2025, the uh, site and the dates still have not yet been figured out. <laughs> eh, yeah. No, no need to rush. No, yeah, exactly. No rush. It's uh, you no know, schedule schedules just need to be made and. Yeah, nothing, nothing important going on. Nothing to see here. No, things need to be budgeted for. But yeah, like you said, nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah, move along. Get out of here. Um, hey, we had a we had a, a, a ranking, and we'll talk to talk about it last week. But the nice thing, well, let's talk about it right now. The last coaches' ranking of the season came out uh, last Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday night, which means that this will be the last time we ever talk about coaches' rankings. Thankfully. Because I don't know tomorrow, why we call it a coach's ranking. What's that? I don't know why we call it a coach's ranking. Why, why do you say that? We should, we should just retitle it for the podcast purposes only and just call it the popularity contest. <laughs> well, 34 <laughs> coaches entered into the popularity contest and actually voted in the dang thing. So that's, mm. a, that's impressive that 34 out of 70 folks still voted in the silly thing. Mm. 
Anyways, it's the last popularity contest of the season because tomorrow, excuse me, tomorrow the computer kicks in and chaos will pre- will prevail. Woohoo! A great day in the ACHA, right? A there. great day. We, hey, at least a great day for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always enjoy. I always enjoy when the computer kicks in. Yeah. Watch all the meltdowns. Uh, and trust me, there's going to be some. We'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but the last coaches ranking, Minot State is the new uh, undefeated. Or uh, not undefeated. They're well, they are undefeated, aren't they? They yeah. are undefeated, six and zero. But they're the unanimous. Not unanimous. They're they're no longer tied with UNLV. It's number one all by themselves. Yep. UNLV is number two. Uh, Central is number four. Jamestown, uh, not Jamestown. I'm getting my, my conferences confused. <laughs> Jamestown's out of my B conference. They're number 10. A- Arizona State is now moved all the way up to number 11. That's a great Good showing. For, Good for them, yes. And then uh, Missouri State, number 20. Arizona, 21. Utah, Colorado, and Colorado State, 23, 24, 25. So I think it's official. The WCHL has like two of the top four spots locked up and four or five of the bottom six spots locked up in their ranking. Nothing too shabby about that. Seven teams. Is that, one, is, is that seven or eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, seven eight. eight. Eight teams out of 25 in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, um, at least according to, as Andrew says, the latest popularity contest. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. For a little crappy conference out west, you know, run by a doofus of a commissioner. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. With his with his silly physical sciences teaching sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, uh, so yeah, who does that leave out? We had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, Grand Canyon. Grand, and Oklahoma. Grand Canyon and Oklahoma. I thought I could have sworn Grand Canyon was in there. But Grand Canyon didn't get any votes. Oklahoma didn't get any votes. So, eh, oh well. So, Andrew, um, here, let me look at this really quick. I did get a sneak peek at the computer. Number one, well, I can't talk about it, um, but I've got a sneak peek at last week's computer ranking. Yeah. And if we had issued a computer ranking last week, um. We would have had nine of the ten uh, WCHL teams in the top twenty-five. So uh, UNLV would nine. still be the number one team, uh, or would would be the number one team. Um, and but uh, some teams would make a big jump. And uh, but yeah, nine teams, nine WCHL teams would be in the uh, in the top twenty-five if we had used the computer last weekend. Now, obviously. You know that's going to change. The we yeah. played games this past weekend, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. And so that's and it's er, it's so early that there were some massive movements. Yeah, it's it usually takes what three or four rankings to get it to kind of even out. Yeah, for order. things to settle yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, but all nine teams. The only team that wasn't in the top twenty-five would have been Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I th- I'd say the WCHL is off to a pretty strong start. Not shabby. Not shabby at all, and uh, so okay. So let's talk about it tomorrow. Uh, chaos kicks in. Uh, I have seen the ranking. It'll be released tomorrow at noon Eastern. And what can I say without spilling the beans? Um, lots of lots of shock and awe. <laughs> lots of shock and awe. Um, there'll be some good news for WCHL teams. 
Um, there'll be a lot of movement upwards for some C- WCHL teams. There'll be some movement downward for some WCHL teams. And I think if you're paying attention uh, to what's been going on here in the conference, you'll see that yep. uh, there's, you know, it, it'll be, you'll you'll see who's moving up and who's, who's yep. you know, uh, tumbling a little bit. Yeah, you'll see who's coming and who's going, right? Yeah, so it'll be good. Um, I think it's fair to say, w- without spilling the beans, I think we're going to have seven teams in the top 25. Yeah, there, I can say that. Seven teams in the top 25. That'll be released tomorrow at 12 noon, 11 central time. What's that, 10 o'clock mountain? Yep. And, um, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Now, again, I can't get too excited because... It's just November, and they don't hand out any trophies or any awards in November, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's all, yeah. it's some good validation for the strength of the conference. That'll be pretty good, too, because I think it'll validate what we've always thought. With the Central States League uh, kind of falling apart, the Central States League and the WCHL for uh, the past few seasons have been one and two yeah. in terms of strength. And with uh, Lindenwood leaving, with Iowa State um, going on suspension for this season, and with Illinois really just suffering a a just a brutal, brutal, brutal start to their season. Yeah, they had a major setback there. Yeah, they've uh, the CSCHL has kind of taken taken a major hit to their strength. So uh, I, you know, I it's I, the WCHL will will prove itself out to be, you know, I think They're, far and away the the top conference in the ACHA. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yes. There's tough teams, tough teams over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so hey, there we go. So, okay, let's run through it really quick. Um, this is the last popularity contest, the last coaches ranking. Minot State was number one, UNLV number two, Adrian number three, Central Oklahoma four, Liberty five. Then after that, six through ten are Stony Brook, Ohio, Indiana Tech, Maryville, and Jamestown. Then 11 through 15 are Arizona State, Pittsburgh, Niagara, Lawrence Tech, and Illinois State. So that's Jamestown and Illinois State from the B Conference that are in uh, 10 and 15. That's not bad. Not bad at all. I think that's year, we're in basically year three, not counting the the, the missed COVID year and the uh, the attempted COVID year. Um, so uh, year three of the B Conference. And then uh, the, the last final 10 are Michigan-Dearborn at 16. Aquinas, 17. Drexel, 18. 19 is Calvin. Then we get into the WCHL portion, the end of the ranking, where it's Missouri State, Arizona, boxing, Grand Valley State. Because then after that, on the other side of the of the box is Utah, Colorado, and Colorado State at 25. Yep. Yeah, 25, yep. So poor Grand Valley State's kind of sandwiched in between five WCHL teams. And, uh, yeah, that's – hey. Sucks to be them, but uh, so be it. <laughs> Got to play the del- hand you dealt, right? That's right. That's right. And, and as you said, they're the. Uh, this is the last popularity contest. You know, someone was asking me why do we do this, and I'll, I'll tell you. At the coaches' meeting in Naples a couple of years ago, when we decided to go to a, a computer in November, they said, "Well, we've got to do something for September and October, yeah." So that when we sell tickets, we actually have a number in front of our. Our teams, and, and at the time, it was the head coach for Ohio, the former Arizona head coach Sean Hogan, and it was a couple of other coaches that he was buddies with. Um, 
And, and they got a point. I mean, everybody likes to have yeah. a big, big number in front of their name. And so it helps in terms of ticket sales and notoriety, but it's absolutely 100% worthless. Oh, 100, yeah. Not worth the paper it's written on. Well, and we'll find out tomorrow because, I mean, Andrew, there's going to be some teams. There, There's one team that will, uh, without, you know, giving away the farm, there's one team that drops 25 spots. Yeah. it's So the bias, the chaos is going to get exposed. Yeah. And it's, like I said, you got to have something. There's probably a better system out there. What? what that system is who knows right but, well our, our friend yeah. in ohio the wizard all hat no cape he he knows but um he doesn't like the system we have but hey what can you do yeah he still owes people ice cream so who cares what he <laughs> thinks right now <laughs> hey andrew let's get to it because we had uh, some games this past week oklahoma missouri state and colorado state all had the weekend off so they won the weekend Winner, winner. I think this was Oklahoma's like third or fourth weekend off in a row. Uh, seems like every time you turn around, those guys are off. Yeah, Missouri State was off for homecoming, and Colorado State was just recovering from going to Nebraska. They had, they had chickens to feed and all that, so you know you got to give those. <laughs> they were off in Nebraska. They got to tend to the chickens. Got to tend to the so. farm, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to take care of the animals. All right. Well, let's start. Utah um, went on the road. They went down to Arizona. They had three games in three days, an old WCHL weekend. They played Thursday night at Grand Canyon and then Friday and Saturday at Arizona. And Andrew, on Thursday night, Utah comes from behind. Well, they didn't come from behind. They, They... Grand Canyon actually came from behind to tie the yeah. game up four to four, and then Utah wins the game five four in overtime. Andrew, uh, what a game! How about how about that? You know, Grand Canyon tied the game with twenty four seconds to go. It was in the third, ins- right? It was insane. I'm telling right. you what, Utah jumped out to a to a uh, it was a it was one to one after one, and then I think Utah jumped out to like a four to one lead. Yeah, I was going to say, they had a big second period there, right? And then the Grand Canyon just came to life. They scored pretty quickly in the third. Man, they... On the power play, and they pulled the goaltender, and they had like a six-on-three for like the last minute and a half, it seemed, of regulation. And here, let's who who scored the goal 12? It says 12, 12 from 33. Uh, Ty, Ty Schaefer. Telling you what, that kid had a one-timer. That 33 set him up, the uh, Cummings kid. He wears a goalie number, but that kid can play, 33. He set him up for a cross-ice one-timer that just got blasted into the net, and the, and the Grand Canyon crowd just went nutty to yeah. tie the game at four. And you're thinking, oh, here boy, here we, we go. Yeah, Utah's on their heels. Here we go. Grand Canyon has all the momentum. And then, boom, overtime. 24, Ethan Light. Yep, third third goal of the night. And what was it? Thirty seven seconds into overtime. Andrew, done. do you do you remember do you remember that commercial for Nike with Sergey Fedorov where he started behind the net and he skated yep. through all the Zambonis and every team <laughs> on every? Yes, I do. That's what this Ethan Light kid did. He 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 got the puck deep in his own end, and he just skated through. Now, granted, there's only three other GCU guys out there, but he skated hard down the right side. He curled in in front of the net, so he had the puck, you know, behind the blade, and he just roofed it over the uh, GCU goaltender. Thirty-seven seconds in overtime, puts salts the game away. The kid had himself a friggin' night, and he said, "You know what? I've had enough of this overtime BS. We're, I want to go home. Done. We're out of here. I want to go back to the hotel." 
congratulations to him, right? Three goals, hat trick on the night. So, wow. I mean, exciting. It, it, it was a hell of a play. The weekend. Yeah. Great it, start to the weekend, right? Great start to the weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, just just one heck of a play. Now, I'll tell you this. Um, this is just me. Can I can I bitch a little bit? No. You? Yeah. Come on. Well, hey, look, look, I, I know you like to talk about this. Grand Canyon got three power play goals. Yep. Utah, well, it actually was light. Ethan Light, he got a power play, a shorty, and then the overtime. Just, I mean, a freaking sweet goal. But here's here's something. I, I put in the scores for a lot of these games. I, you know, put the stuff in here. For some reason, the uh, folks at the uh, Hockey Tech Central, Statistics Central, yeah. when someone gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, yeah. they've now made us declare whether it's unsportsmanlike conduct player to official or unsportsmanlike uh, conduct player to player. Go on. Can, can I just uh, put Who me cares? down? Thank you. Put me down as how freaking stupid is that? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? He got an unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, who cares how he got it? He just got it. Who cares? So now when you go to the score sheet, you see it says unsportsmanlike conduct, player-to-player minor. Mm-hmm. I mean, who cares? You got a two-minute unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Who cares if it was a player to a goat, a player to a player, a player to the to a fan? He got yeah. a two-minute minor. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Jeez, I just thought it was so dumb when I when I saw that, and I'm I think I know where it came from, but hey, whatever. All right, now that you say I see that where it says unsportsmanlike conduct, player to player. I've yeah. never noticed that before. Well, in 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 here's uh, this is just little inside baseball. Uh, since I do put in a lot of the score sheets for a lot of the teams, not just WCHL teams, but I do it for the B conference and I do it for some women's teams and for some men's teams. And not every scorekeeper is exact, and not every scorekeeper is on top of things, and not every scorekeeper um, fills out the sheet completely. So when I see a penalty down there, and it doesn't designate what the penalty is, the go-to is unsportsmanlike conduct. Because, I yeah. mean, ultimately, that's what you've done, right? Yep. Whether you trip, hook, hold, rough, cross-check somebody, it's unsportsmanlike. So you did it. So I figured if you got whistled for it, and the scorekeeper was too busy or too distracted to put down what happened... Uh, my go-to was always unsportsmanlike conduct. Now I got to put player hey. to player. Yeah, now you got to write a, you got to submit a paragraph explanation why it was player to how player. Stu- now, that's, yeah, how stupid! <laughs> yeah, I'm telling I'm, you, I'm there with you. All right, uh, so Utah, uh, Utah goes into Grand Canyon and beats Grand Canyon last week. Andrew, uh, let's see, Anita, she said that Utah would beat Grand Canyon, so she was right there. There you go. Utah went then went down to Tucson to play Friday, Saturday, and they ended up splitting. Utah, uh, Arizona won the uh, Friday night game two to nothing with two third period goals. In a, Utah, Utah used up all their goals on Thursday. Yeah, they did. And then, <laughs> uh, but Utah got them back on Saturday. Came out to a four to nothing lead on Saturday, and then had to hold on for dear life as U of A. Yeah. Scored three goals in the third period. They just couldn't get the tying goal. Ran yeah, out of and, time. And was it the uh, was it the fourth goal? Was the shorty or was it the second goal? That was the shorty for Utah. Um, it was the second goal. Was the shorty? Second. Okay, yeah. By uh, oh, who was? It? Let me find my notes here. Dylan Dix, right? Yep. What a name. Is that a hockey name? That's a hockey name. Can we right say there. that? Do we have to put an explicit label on here for saying that name? No, absolutely not. Okay. It's spelled D I X, not the other way. That's right. Okay, just checking. 
That's right. <laughs> I, I heard a term. I, I got introduced to a term over the uh, weekend that I had to look up on the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, you might have to put an E next to our podcast on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. If I brought, anyways. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just I'm wanting to make sure. I, you know, you learn something new every day. So yes, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm telling you what, the Friday night game was really exciting. It was zero zero. Not that teams didn't have chances, but man, what a duel! And then. Uh, you know, the old reliable for, for U of A is just going to turn out to be number 20, Brody Selman. He's coming through. I don't know how many goals he has on the season, but it seems like some combination of 20 and 18 for U of A is finding their way onto the score sheet. Yep. They're, they're, they're good, right? I mean, yep. no surprise there. Clutch coming through for U of A. Sewell, um, so, so Brody, uh, did I say Sewell? I meant Selman. Uh, Brody Selman, um, scores the basically the game winner um from the uh from the left side from the left side top of the circle if i remember right and uh, gets one pass and then um 18 their team captain uh jesse lowell he gets uh he got a a, 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 a the empty net goal and it was you know a couple of it was a it was a couple of attempts to get to the empty net goal, but he finally got it. Yeah, it was, he finally uh, got there. Yeah, Utah Utah pulled the goaltender fairly early on to uh, to try to you know tie the game up at one and yeah. Anyways, so Utah Arizona comes away with a two to nothing victory on Friday, and then uh, Utah re, uh, regroups and jumps out to a I mean an absolutely monstrous lead four to nothing after two. And then just then, disappeared for the third period, it seemed like. They yeah, had to hold on yeah. for dear life. Yeah, they were already headed to the bus on, in the third period, right? And there's no doubt. Hang on. Hang on. We got 20 minutes to play here. Hang on a second. Right. <laughs> Coach was like, I know you're tired. I know this is your ninth period of hockey, but uh, we still need to play it, guys. Yeah, we still got to go. But, yeah, I mean, that shows some grit and some gut on their part for pulling off the win, right? Yeah, and uh, the the interesting thing or the subplot there is uh, the goaltender for Utah on Saturday. His name is Rhett Kimmel, and where did he play last year? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, so he transferred out, and uh, he ends up coming in and and getting the W. Had to hang on forever, but wow. So yeah, hey, you know, Utah. You know he wanted that W, right? Oh yeah, you know he did. Oh badly, <laughs> and you, and you and you know just as badly. Arizona didn't want to give it to him. <laughs> no, hundred percent. They wanted to, if they're going to if they're going to win one game, they wanted to beat Kimmel. They didn't want to beat that, the other guy. Yeah, you're, you're Anderson. Right. Yeah. So hey, last week let's look at the predictions. Anita said Utah and Arizona would split, and sure enough, they did. How about that? So Utah goes two. Well, I guess technically they went two wins and one loss on the uh, on the trip. But technically, in the eyes of the computer, they went one, one, and one since it went to overtime. The first one went to overtime, but. Uh, <laughs> Not, not a, a bad, bad trip for the Utes. No, not bad at all. And I'd say, you know, honestly, not a bad little weekend for Arizona. Um, I know, you know, they they kind of slept walk a little bit through some of the games. So I've, you know, kind of low energy. And if they would uh, jump out and, you know, wake up before the third period, um, you know, they, they might uh, they might have, well, I think they'll give themselves a better chance of winning games. They I know they won one, but. They, they could make it a little bit easier on themselves, right? They, they are allowed to score in the first and second periods. I just <laughs> yeah, want to let you, you know. Yeah, you, you can make it easier on yourself. Yes, you do, not need, you do not need to wait until the third period. Now, I'll tell you what, Andrew. There's one team that knows they're allowed to score as soon as the whistle blows. 
Yeah, I think you. I think I know where you're going with this. Central Oklahoma went up to Boulder to take on Colorado, and holy smokes! It was the scoring was high, hard, and continuous. <laughs> Can we say that on the uh, on the podcast? Is do we have to put an sure. e? Nah. High, hard, nah. and continuous. <laughs> that sounds like a movie I watched recently. <laughs> yeah. I Jeez. Um, wow. I might have to look that one up on the Urban Dictionary too. <laughs> Ten to one and eight to one. For UCO, UCO just, yeah, man is right. Yeah, you know, UCO on this one, a huge third period on Friday night, five goals in the third. I mean, Andre Blaha, the transfer in, three goals, one assist on the night. But, I mean, you know, you go down the score sheet, there was multiple players that had multiple points. Yep. For UCO going down the on Friday night, but you know he stood out with the with the hat trick in the assist to go on top of it. So, I mean UCO two of four on the power play, so they took advantage there. I mean Zach Garris scoring both the power play goals. I mean they didn't they didn't leave much unturned, you know. No, and they doubled up shots for uh, uh, on on Colorado too. Uh, yeah, 50, 55-22. I yeah. mean, holy, holy smokes. And then the next day, they had to move the game. Um, the game, the, the Friday night game was played at the CU Boulder Ice Rink there on campus. Yep. The Saturday game was played at Sports Table because there was a conflict, a football conflict. And it was a uh, it was a nice, tight little game. One-to-one after one, three-to-one after two, and then, boom, again, the third period. Yeah, third period. Bam, here they come again, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean... Good Lord, again. I mean, and then uh, what they had, they had Doug Wakeland in that, right? The the local hometown goaltender for UCO. Uh-huh. Because he's from up in that area, if I remember right. He is. He is. In fact, I believe uh, we are very fortunate that his father uh, broadcasted the games for uh, for us because the Colorado broadcasts are kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what you're getting there. And, um, but Mr. Wakeland put the, uh, put the uh, broadcast together and, um, yeah, did a, I thought it did a pretty good job, even from the sports table. But how about, I mean, how about UCO five goals in the third period on Friday and then five goals in the third period on Saturday to follow it up. I mean, holy smokes, you know, you go down the roster much like Friday night on Saturday, multiple guys with multiple points. I mean, just a complete effort right there, I think. Carter Eha got some goals. That Guerra got some goals. I mean, it's when you yeah, think of UCO, yeah. you you think of what is it? Nineteen Victor uh, Vitali uh, Mikhailov. Uh, Mikhailov, yeah, yeah. And he's not. I mean, he, he got a couple. Of, he got a, a goal, I think, on Friday night. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been as loud and up front as uh, he has in the past. But everybody else is kind of picking up the slack around him and yeah, kind of you know, kind of not. Not saying this is what's going, but kind of taking some of that workload off of him, right? Well, yeah. I mean, is that is that what's going on here? Are they taking the workload? Is it the other teams are are focusing? They're they're keying on Mikhailov to shut him down. Yeah, they, and so the other guys him. are picking it up since they're open and available. Don't let him sit on that faceoff dot and wait for that puck to come in, right? Yeah, he he does pull. Kid, it. He's the mirror image oh, of Ovechkin, isn't he? Oh, that that guy can fire the puck from that from that far uh, faceoff dot, right? Yeah, getting that, that goaltender moving right to left, and boom! I, I mean, mean, just o- rips it. Ovi likes to sit on the left circle, and for the Capitals, and just rips it home on one timers, yeah. and that's what Mikhailov likes to do, but from the opposite circle. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good little player for sure. Yeah, but Gara, yeah, like you said, Blaha came to life and Gara came to life and yeah. Kelch and Wakeland held things down. So uh, on the back end, and Carter Ehaw came to life on the uh, in the second game. Now you know they're still you know uh, they're still taking some silly penalties sometimes. Yeah, they they can clean that up. I think Carter Ehaw Saturday he ended up getting a uh, major, didn't he, for cross checking or hitting from behind or something? Like yeah, that? I don't know yeah. if it was a major. I think he just got a got a game. He was must game? have mouthed off. Yeah, a ten minute game. So yeah, I mean. You know, he's already scored multiple points at that time, right? So, you know, keep your keep your head on your shoulders and this may have been another ten to one ball game very quickly, you know? Yep, yep, yep. UCO did though what they had to do, right? They went out, yep. they beat a team what they're supposed to what like they're supposed to. Yeah, and they beat them by a huge margin like they're supposed to. So Yeah, I mean if with the computer rankings coming up, it's like you've always said, right? Beat the beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And and go from there, and that's one hundred percent what they did. Mm-hmm. And I, and I will tell you, you'll you'll see tomorrow. I think these these two games had a uh, these ten to one and eight to one games had a direct impact on some other teams in the conference. Mm. So, yeah, mm. a yeah, little, little forecasting there. Mm, I like just, it. just yeah, just my thought. Hey, the uh, the the last games of the weekend in, involving WCHL teams. Arizona State at UNLV for a major league heavyweight uh, fight. Hey, before we go, let's before we take off. Anita said UCO would sweep, and they did. Okay, there you go. She must have had a crystal ball. Well, almost because we're here. She said this this series was going to split, and it didn't. Um, ASU won both games. I mean, up 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 up. Oh, UNLV won both games. That's my ASU bias coming out. Oh, hundred percent. You can't you can't even admit that they got swept. Oh, here, hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, Oops, re- rewind, rewind. Uh, UNLV swept ASU. So there's there's a the the wizard in Ohio is now just chuckling his butt off because he might uh, I just my my bias exposed apparently oh hundred percent I mean it's in your blood you just can't do anything about it I don't have a degree from ASU I don't have anything from ASU except for a couple of In and Out burgers and maybe a Portillo's hot dog but mm-hmm. yeah that's enough I guess bias for me so <laughs> UNLV wins both games how about this Andrew they played that Thursday night game at twelve at at eleven fifty nine. Hey, wasn't wasn't a Friday, right? It was eleven. <laughs> it was eleven fifty nine on Thursday night, which in which is Pacific time. Yep. Which means the puck dropped at two o'clock in the morning Central time. Did you watch it? I, you know, truth be told, I watched the last ten minutes. Did you? <laughs> I because I went to bed. I said, "Screw this!" Uh, after the Utah uh, Arizona game or Utah Grand Canyon game. I went to bed and then, uh, you know, woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, huh, I wonder if that game's over yet. And it's uh, 10 minutes to go. Huh. So I got to I, see I think, the, I got to see uh, Arizona State desperately try to uh, tie the game up. I think you posted something early, early in the morning the other day, oh. last Friday, maybe. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking like, huh, he must be feeling awful froggy being up that time <laughs> of night or time of day. I was like, huh. What's going on there? Yeah. You, know, well, yeah, look you were up me. watching hockey. How about that? There you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, a one-to-one game here after the first. Uh, after the first, And then UNLV gets a shorty from Jason Demizio 
and that ends up being midway through the second period, and that ends up holding up for a, uh, yeah. a two to one contest. It started at midnight. It ended two and a half hour. It ended Andrew at four twenty in the morning, <laughs> Oklahoma time. How about that? How about that? Can you? It ended at two twenty in the morning, Las Vegas time. That that's great stuff. What if you have to yeah. work the next morning? Oh, but you know those kids ate that up doing that, right? Oh, and and if you're those coaches, it took care of babysitting for you for the night, right? Because <laughs> you're you played at eleven fifty nine, so you're probably at the rink nine thirty ish. Yeah, somewhere in the time frame, right? Okay. Then you're then you're at the, you didn't finish till what two twenty. So by the time you get out of there, it's three three fifteen. Yeah. The kids are tired. Go to bed. You don't have to babysit them on the, in the Las Vegas area for uh, a night. You know. Uh, well, yeah, but the next game wasn't until Saturday, so you have a whole day. Yeah. Well. You get yeah. Friday to babysit them. Now the nice thing is the Saturday game was at two o'clock in the afternoon, and that was another cra- kind of a crazy affair, simply because UNLV just jumped out to a gigantic lead. Yes. Four to nothing after the first period, and you're like, man, this game is over. Seemed like, seemed like there's a lot of ebbs and flows to this game, right? Absolutely. Well, in in another coach pointed out to me that both of these teams are just they they are they are deadly prolific. Yeah. And I'm I know I said that I, I misquoted the the particular coach. He was watching the game, but he. He said, he was commenting on basically on what you just said, how the ebbs and the flows and that these guys would just score, both teams could score in bunches. Yeah. And I they mean, did. Yeah, 100% they did. I mean, what, UNLV on Saturday, four four goals in the first period. So a big start for them there. Yeah. And then, and then ASU comes out in the first two min- first minute of the second period and scores yeah. two to get right back in the game. Yeah, two two goals and and just a little over ten seconds, right? Like thirteen seconds apart, yep, or something like that, right? And then they go on to score a total of four goals in the second. So a big second period for them and huge. All of, all the while, UNLV still pumping goals in over here. You know, they had three in the second and two in the third. So I mean, it's like holy smokes, you know, slow down, people, slow down here. Yep, four to nothing after one, seven to four after two. UNLV scores the last two goals of the game to make it nine to four, but uh, wow, I'm telling you what. I mean, the thing I love to see, you know, UNLV three of four on the power play Saturday, and ASU two of four. So I mean, they were proficient there. I mean, good good hockey all the way around, right? Very good hockey. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll see. Those teams are going to get rewarded in the. Uh, in the computer. They've both played yeah, excellent so far this season, and uh, deservedly so. I think the computer will reward them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, it's okay. And, and Anita, like she said, she said these would split. They weren't. UNLV earned the sweep, so um, despite my bias. So, Andrew. Let's do this really quick. Let's 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 play let's play some stuff, and then we'll uh, let me hit hit a button or twenty, and then um, and then we'll come back and we'll get some. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this the standings, the upcoming games, and we'll talk about whatever else is on your mind. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a deal. Here we go. Here's a guy when he eats a lot, he takes a big dump later. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Like, 
None of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger? These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chop. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. Curtis Perna. I no time for the jibber-jabber. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey... Let's do that hockey. All righty, Chance the Rapper. Let's do that hockey. Did you like that? I threw in a little Mr. T. I like it. Yeah. I no time for the jibber-jabber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we got, got a little macho man there, too. Oh, good stuff. You can't go wrong with the macho man. I'm the tower macho of power, man. too sweet to be sour. I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. <laughs> Come on. Was that guy not the best? <laughs> oh, he was awesome. He always looked like he was about to go to the bathroom every time because he would crunch up and he's like, buddy, he's cramping up. He's about to go, has to go sit on the pot. Um, and he came out with this, uh, like his teeth are always clenched. Yeah. And he, yes. But he was just spouting, you know, he, he was the, the WWE version of Muhammad Ali, throwing uh, out all sorts of float like a butterfly, sting like a bee yeah. type stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I used a I used a macho man quote on my daughter the other day. I don't remember what we were doing, but oh, here it is. Li- here's live look. Andrew talking to his daughter. Let me tell you something right now. I'm gonna get you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. That sounds like it, huh? <laughs> she must have done something wrong. Yeah, she was like, oh, what's wrong with you, Dad? <laughs> hey, after this weekend's uh, WCHL games, we have uh, our standings are in. Utah is now sitting atop the conference. They have yeah, 14 points. Uh, now they have Utah at the top of the thing at yeah, this point in the ballgame. No, they've played 10 games, right? Yeah. So uh, they've played the Almost. most games in the conference. Yeah, everybody else is four and six and eight. But, um, hey, who didn't have Utah at the top of the heap at this point in the ballgame? <laughs> We have four teams tied for second place. Arizona State, Colorado, UNLV, and Central Oklahoma are all in second place with 12 points. In sixth uh, place is Missouri State and Grand Canyon. They have seven points. Then Colorado State is in eighth with five points. Arizona is in ninth place with three points. And Oklahoma is in last place with zero. So, uh, yep. But this is going to shake up because we've got some uh, we've got some big conference games coming up this weekend, Andrew. And let's get right to some predictions. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Grand Canyon is off this week. UNLV is off this week. Utah is off this week. They're all going to go to the library and study hard. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe they're going to take a field trip. <laughs> Andrew, uh, since you're a teacher now, do you take your kids on field trips? The uh, so we do not go on field trips. Are field trips not part of the current curriculum anymore at uh, whatever school it is you teach at? Uh, so it is my understanding that some kids get to go on field trips. Yeah. But if you are in the physical science department, you do not get to go on field, on field trips. <laughs> is that because they're worried about you taking a whole bunch of Mentos and Coke bottles and uh, calling <laughs> it a field trip? They, uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, we get the questions like, are we going to learn how to blow things up? in this lab today and it's like eh, okay like you go sit down go tell, sit in the corner tell the truth that's you asking the questions <laughs> yeah it's like sliding kid to note hey ask if we're gonna blow something up today would you, you know? <laughs> all right so grand canyon unlv and utah are all going on uh, road trips and studying hard so they'll win the weekend 
Um, they're, they're probably to be truth be told, they're probably all beat up and need some rest. Oh, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's had some uh, tough games. Well, in Utah, come on three games in three days. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And then Utah, they went to what? Anchorage two weeks ago, something like uh, UNLV that. did. UNLV did. But yeah, Utah, yeah. Utah's played a boat. I mean, they've played almost all their game. Well, no, they have. They've played all of their games in Arizona so far. Yeah. And they've, haven't they played at, U, at UNLV as well? I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe they haven't played in UNLV just yet, but I know they've played uh, twice they, at Grand Canyon, twice at ASU, twice at Arizona. So Utah's they, been. They played you, didn't they play UNLV, but it wasn't conference games, right? No, 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 no. Come on. They've, they've, what? come on, Andrew. They've, I think they've played UNLV, but there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Utah might be done for road trips, except for their cross divisional. Look at that. They might be sitting pretty, might have all home games the rest of the way. How about them? nothing wrong with that? They're super smart, those Utah folks. I'm telling you what, what, what AJ Bolden and Morgan Feeney, they know what they're doing. So maybe they're just playing the, to use another boxing analogy. They're doing the rope a dope. Yep. They're going out on the road saying, ah, oh, beat us up. We'll only earn 14 points in 10 games. We get another 10 games to go, but you're all playing at home now. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. All right, Andrew, here we go. These are the games, and uh, I'm going to need some uh, need some A assistance from you and your prognostication abilities. All right. What get, you got for you me? Got, you got your hat on? I do, I do. Oklahoma is going to play a home and home series against Men's Division II Oklahoma State. They're going to play Friday at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena in Edmond, which is Oklahoma's home rink. And then Saturday, they're going to play at the BOK Center in Tulsa before a ECHL game. And OSU is going to be designated the home team. So this will be Oklahoma at Oklahoma State on Saturday. Andrew, um, oh. yeah, oh. okay. I mean, Here, I'm, before, before I ask you your opinion, I, I just, I, I, cannot, I cannot stress enough how much I hate this matchup and how much I would have avoided this at all cost. And I've said as much to the Oklahoma or to the Oklahoma GM, current GM, this is a lose-lose situation in my opinion. Um, you're playing a men's division two team and th- that's already a lose-lose because you're supposed to beat them if you win and it doesn't count in your rankings if you win and if you lose, God forbid, you lose yeah. because then it's just, oh my God, you've lost to a Division Two team. <laughs> yeah. But to make matters yeah. worse, now you're going on the road to play a Division uh. Two team, so you're dealing with a bus cost and you're dealing with meals. Yes. And I mean, there's just zero benefit. And then to make matters worse, I've seen this Oklahoma State team play, and I realize this is the WCHL podcast, but I and I also I I. I, I also wear another hat for the ACHA in terms of the communications director, so I probably shouldn't be mean, but I'm telling you what, the OSU team that I saw play earlier this season, I saw I happened to catch the end of a game against Texas A&M. They weren't interested in playing hockey. It was just sanctioned violence on the ice. Yep. And it was not hockey in any way, shape, or form. And the, you know, I, I think what you saw there is only going to be magnified times 20. 
I hope not. I hope not, but I fear. I fear you're right. Because, you know, around here, these parts, anything Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State is a big deal, right? It doesn't matter if you're playing tiddlywinks. If you have the tiddlywinks team of Oklahoma versus the tiddlywinks team of Oklahoma State, there's going to be bloodshed involved, you know? And, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting affair. But What do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be an OU sweep. I just hope that it they keep it under control and leave it at that. How about that? It should be an OU sweep. The, the OSU team I saw is not talented at all. And while OU is, you know, is not exactly lighting the world on fire, they have much more talent than the uh, yeah. than, than the OSU team. Yeah. OU is at least competitive at D1, where OSU would not be competitive at D1. No, they wouldn't be. And um, I just hope that Oklahoma doesn't get sucked into some of the stupidity. Because they have a a big series coming up the following Mm -hmm. week. Grand Canyon comes to town. And they need uh, all hands on deck to play Grand Canyon. They don't need anybody yep. to get suckered into. Yeah, because they they de- they desperately need two wins against Grand Canyon for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. All right, so there you go. Um, I'm sorry to uh, to get on my soapbox. I just, <laughs> you know, I, I get it to start the season. You want to play maybe some cannon fodder. You know, uh-huh. you want to load up a W a W two. You don't want to load up a women's team. You want to load up a men's two team or even a men's three team, and you know, just you know, beat up on somebody who's not your who's not your own team, right? You've been practicing for yep. three or four weeks. You want to see a different person, and yep, kind of lets you shake the rust off. Yep, yep. And then, but here we are in November and doing this and wasting their time. Yep, 100%. just absolute waste. waste. waste time. I, I hope they make a crap ton of money, but um, I just, I, I, I just, I think it's just an absolute waste. Yeah, um, I can even see doing it at the end of the season if you got a if you're getting prepared for nationals and you're trying to use some games to wipe out some DQs or something like that, or to maybe get some kids back from injury, um, or to get some you know playing time, some ice time for guys at the tail of the roster so they won't have been sitting around when you're going to nationals so i can see playing a division two or a division three team at the end of the season but the middle of the season yeah yeah for the birds oh well whatever okay so andrew says an oklahoma sweep all right then we have three other uh, uh three other series arizona state is going down to tucson for their first of 100 games in tucson <laughs> this weekend will be a non-conference uh affair the since they play they play eight times six times in tucson twice in, in oceanside up in tempe the two games in tempe are automatically wchl games and arizona gets to pick which of the six games in tucson are wchl games and they have selected the last weekend in February as okay. the WCHL game. So this series in November, I think there's another series in, I want to say it's December. Uh, those are non-conference. They'll still count for ACHA purposes. Uh, they will not count for WCHL points purposes. So knowing that, Andrew, ASU playing at Arizona, what's going to happen? Oh, these are always hard to predict here. Rivalry games. Rivalry games, so they're hard to predict, but I am going to say an ASU sweep. 
Now, is that your ASU bias coming out, Andrew? Well, I mean, it's just my feeble attempt of staying on the podcast and, <laughs> and doing anything against Arizona State, you know. Oh, puts, me, puts puts my puts the target right on my back to be uh, out of here. So. I, I see what it is. I'm I'm that yeah. vindictive of a leader, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gotta you know gotta rub your back and and keep you happy there, right? Yeah, an ASU denier is what you're saying. I am. <laughs> Great, thanks, pal. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Oh, jeez. All right, but, all right. Yeah, I think with I think with everything going on. ASU, I think it'll be. I think they'll handle business down there. Well, Arizona could make it interesting if they decide to score in the first and second period. That's for sure. They could. They could. Uh, if they wait till the third, it could be a little too late. Yeah, it could get a little ugly at that uh, point. But uh, all right, so Andrew's calling for an ASU sweep. That won't sit well in the uh, locker room at the Tucson Convention Center. But um, <laughs> you can send all your love and wishes to uh, Andrew Majorkerth at uh, www. Uh, science teacher of the year.com. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right, Andrew, here's the other two series and these are WCHL series. Colorado, um, is going to the Jordan Valley ice park to take on the Missouri state ice bears. Missouri state plays great at home. Not so great on the road. And they found that out the hard way. They Colorado got them twice up there in Boulder. What do you think is going to happen here? They just played yeah. like two or three weeks ago, I think. You know what? I, I I looked at this one, and if my memory serves me right, last time Colorado went to Missouri State to play hockey games, yeah, they split the weekend with them. They did. So I think that is going to happen again. Whoa. I, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Here, hold on. Bring it on, baby. Wow. <laughs> Even Bender approves. Wow, so you're calling for a split between Colorado and Missouri State. That will not work well for Colorado for uh, Missouri State's. Right now, they're kind of reeling. They need to uh, they need to pump some W's in. They do, they do. But you know, obviously, Colorado didn't show that against UCO this past weekend. But that's true. Colorado's a tough little team. You know, you sleep on them, they're gonna get up. They're gonna sneak up and bite you. So yeah, yeah. So two teams, two desperate teams, both looking for wins. Yep. Makes sense. All right, so a split. Interesting. Well, here here's the next series, Andrew. Colorado State at UCO, and I'll, I'll tell you, I know that you've said that uh, it's going to take an awful lot to get you to the rink, but um, this is a these are weekends that these that Colorado State at UCO that could be a, a good little a good little series. We might be able to get you to the rink for one of those two games, huh? Mm-hmm. 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 I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. You'll meet me there. <laughs> you already told me you're 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 going what trout fishing in America, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. If everything works out. All right. So Colorado State at UCO. Andrew will not be there. He'll be out catching some trout somewhere. Um, I will. I'll, I'll be at one of them. I think. I might go to the Saturday one. We'll see. Oh. I don't know that I want to dignify the the game before the Oklahoma State game. Um. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so Colorado State at UCO. Colorado State's playing well. The only losses they have on the season, I believe, are against UCO. Yeah. So uh, what what, what do you think? You know what? I I wrote UCO sweep down on the paper. Yeah? So I think I'm going to stick with that. All right. 
That's now. Is that your UCO bias coming out now, or is that your yeah. uh, your anti OU bias coming out now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, right? You know, yeah. I, I guess it's. I should say this, Andrew. It's so good to have you on the podcast, even though you're no longer the general manager for OU hockey. Uh, it's it's so good to have you because now nobody can accuse me of having some <laughs> sort of uh, anti OU bias because all that all that was going to focus on you now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I would, I would love nothing. I have so many degrees from the University of Oklahoma. I live in the dang town. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, but yet somehow or another, I am biased against the program um, that that I what poured a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears into yeah, for what gonna, fifteen years. Yeah, I was gonna say we both we both attended the school. You've got a ton of paperwork from the school saying you've been there, right? Yep, yep. We we both live within what six miles of the campus. Yeah, we, I, uh, I can walk there. Yeah, we we we've both put a ton of our our time and effort into that program. But mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm just just saying. Yeah. I'm glad you're here so that you can take all the bullets now instead of me. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. Andrew is saying Oklahoma is going to sweep Oklahoma State in the series that shouldn't even be made. Um, Colorado and Missouri State are going to split. Arizona State is going to sweep Arizona in a non-conference series down in Tucson. And you say UCO is going to sweep CSU up at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Take it, take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. All right. Interesting, interesting. You know what? I say this all the time. All right, all right, all right. You have, you, you have your little saying. You, you like to say, how about that? And you have some other kind that? of, you kind of have some <laughs> other fun little sayings. Um, one of them is, uh, I, I need to find the recording of it though. It's, you know, pl- what is it? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yep. I always kind of like that about you, Andrew, cause you're just blunt and honest. And, uh, anyways, mine is all right, all right, all right. So yeah, I just wish it. I was as cool as Matthew McConaughey. You know, it's one of those things I'm not really, uh, smart enough to dance around topics and, and be politically correct and all that. So I just call <laughs> it the way I see it. Whatever. I, I just call it the way I see it. You're, right? a, ph- you're a physical sciences teacher, man. You can <laughs> yeah. you can dance around with the best of them. You have to uh, for however many hours you're teaching America's youth. Yeah, something like that. That's so scary. <laughs> all right, Andrew, what do you got for me in terms of uh, other things? You know what? I don't have a whole lot. The, all, uh, all right. I, I was... I was thinking we were going to get to talk a lot about Halloween and costumes and all that stuff tonight, since we just had Halloween last night. Let's but do it. Halloween was kind of boring around my place. Why? What happened? Yeah, just, eh, just not a whole lot of excitement going on. Well, that's kind disappointing. Of, kind of, yeah, I thought so too. Kind of, kind of boring, mundane. Just kind of a Monday night Halloween. So, kind of what you would think when you say that, right? A Monday night Halloween. I'll tell you this. I came home. I, I had to. Uh, um, I had to attend a particular event yesterday that um, was was not very pleasant. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, when I was coming home around six ish, it was still daylight. There were a ton of trick or treaters out there. We, Could not believe it. There, and, there was a ton out, and we got more trick or treaters at our house. Now, granted, I'm going to call. You no, know, I'm I'm antisocial. I don't like people. Um, you know, that's why we only have 11 listeners because I, I don't want to have to deal with any more than that. Um, <laughs> that's wrong. We probably have like 18, Yeah. but, uh, anyways, um, uh, we had 
in, in years past, I, so I live on a cul-de-sac, and we always buy lots of candy, but we make sure it's candy that we like because we would get maybe one, two trick-or-treaters, and yeah. you know, then we're stuck with 18 bags of candy to last us you know, the next week. So uh, anyways, uh, man, we must have had three dozen trick-or-treaters come by the house. Yeah, it, was, had, it was kind of fun. We had quite a few. We, we stationed my parents at the house here to hand out our candy while we went and <laughs> cruised the neighborhood. Yeah. But we had, we had probably 100, and they said about 125 trick-or-treaters come by. Whoa. So, of course, we have a big, we live in, of course, you, have a, you live in a big neighborhood, but we live in a big neighborhood. There's, I don't know what, there's 700 houses or so in my neighborhood. So, yeah, yeah. So, there was there was quite a few kids out, and we were out for oh we went trick or treating for probably two hours. You 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 are in a ritzy part of town with all oh, the, yeah, yeah 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 the uh, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, interesting. It's kind of boring, you know. The uh, I thought we'd see some good costumes out on the streets last night trick or treating. Yeah. Didn't didn't really see see much good stuff. Just kind of the same old same old, right? Well, that's no good. And then. Uh, you know, we, the kids were allowed to dress up at school yesterday for Halloween. Yeah. So I was walking in. I was like, oh, this is going to be just an absolute train wreck of a day, you know. And even the high school kids disappointed. Really? Yeah. I was like, you guys have free reign to, to dress however you want, minus a mask and weapons. Yeah. Minus that. You, can, you have free reign to do whatever you want. I was like, this is going to be an absolute train wreck of a day. Yeah. Snooze fest. I was like, you guys suck. <laughs> All right. Can I, can, can I be honest? What's that? In my, when it came time for me to schedule, not necessarily when I was scheduling for the conference, this was in my prior days as a general manager, I deliberately avoided Halloween games. I've deliberately avoided scheduling games on Halloween weekend because I knew that the boys and their girlfriends all like to get dressed up and go out and cavort yeah. and do whatever it is that they do on Halloween. And uh, so I always kind of thought it would be nice to uh, avoid, um, you know, the conflicts. Now, now we've had some Halloween games here when it was always good to you know, get kids out on the ice that were dressed up. I, in fact, how about this? This is how this is how old I am, and this is how old the Oklahoma hockey program is. There's a defenseman that's playing for Oklahoma right now, number 22, Blake Swearingen. During the first season of OU hockey, he came out on Halloween costume night. He and his twin sister, uh, Sydney, and she, I believe, was, I think she was Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And he came out and skated, and he was, I think he was the Tin Man or the Scarecrow, one of the two. Yeah, and, and he had to have been little, I mean. Well, like, five or six, if that. Oh, yeah. If yeah, that. If that, yeah. Three, three or four, probably. Yeah. I mean, they were just cute as a button. Um, so Halloween was good in that respect. And then we got lots of cute little kids, um, you know, dressed up on the ice. And, you know, they, they we had costume contest, and, you know, you cheer for the... You cheer. You have the audience cheer for their, you know, their their favorite, and obviously you yeah. want the youngest and cutest one to win all the time. So, you know, we. Uh, anyways, that was fun. But as I got a little bit more more into the scheduling process, I realized that the boys were more interested in uh, going to their Halloween parties with the girlfriends, uh, and so I right. just avoided yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, we, we, I think, I think I found that out after one weekend where we just totally laid an egg because the guys were too totally <laughs> focused on getting yeah. their girls in heels and short skirts and tube tops and they weren't focused on hockey at all. So I said, okay, yeah. you guys do your thing and we'll, not, yeah, have fun on not, the weekend. Not, not these guys. These guys, I mean, they were going to the local churches and pulling the girls out of church. I mean, they weren't they weren't getting the girls in short skirts and tube tops and all that. Come on. Well, you know, I had a bunch of degenerates on my team, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I, I recruited a little differently than, than some of the other. <laughs> I, I, I recruited at some of the local establishments as opposed to at, at the at the church. Uh, we, we had we had some doozy of some teams back in the day. That's we, sure. we I, I recruited hockey players that oh happened to maybe possibly be college students as opposed to nowadays where it's college students who oh maybe uh, possibly play college hockey yeah I, yeah i remember back in the day we'd have to sit on the phone for weeks at uh admission deadline like please let this kid in please oh, yeah. let this oh, yeah. kid in oh yeah. yeah oh yeah all right so there you go true confession so hello but halloween was a dud as far as you're concerned yeah you know the best the best costume i probably saw was the uh chemistry teacher across the hall he <laughs> pervert he he dressed up as Walter White yesterday. <laughs> with put a bald cap on with the hat that Walter White wears, and then he he had a white hazmat suit. Uh, okay, and uh, you know I thought that was pretty funny, pretty good sense of humor there, right? That, yeah, I'm I'm glad it wasn't a female chemistry teacher across the hall. That's where I thought you were going with that. Uh, 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 no, he he dressed up as Walter White, so I thought that was a pretty good sense of humor. And the uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we had some kid, I don't know who he was, I saw him in the hallways, came dressed up as Jesus, you know. <laughs> did, mean, did he go around blessing everybody? Well, you know, he he played it off pretty good. He played it pretty good. I mean, he had he has he had long hair anyway, so I mean, he had that going for him. Then he, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was just a sheet is all he had on. Oh, boy. Wrapped, wrapped around himself, yeah. I mean, no shirt and all that, so I mean, yeah, the girls were... The girls were running down the hall at him and all that, so he he well played, my friend. You know, <laughs> I saw I saw a picture from uh, from some teachers up in Fort Collins. They had dressed up as the average Joes. The social <laughs> studies department was the average Joes from uh, Fort uh, from uh, dodgeball. So Rocky Mountain High School, I guess, went uh, went on the Ocho last night. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of kind of fun. Anyways, all right. Well, see, I all thought it, I thought it was a success because we had three dozen kids that came around, and I still got a fair amount of candy left over. So, yeah, yeah, no, we we had the normal hundred or so trick or treaters, but yeah, kind of a just a mundane, boring. I think we were in the house with the lights shut out by eight fifteen. Oh night, wow! Look so. at you. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Boring little night. But, all right. Oh well. All right. Well, hey, Andrew. Um, I, I got some. I, let, let, let's do this. I'm going to steal. There's a there's a guy on the radio who um, he has a little. His name is Chris Plank, and he, he, I always kind of like how Plank does things. He has a little routine that he does where he goes, "I know this," <laughs> um, and so I'm going to do a little. I know this with with you, Andrew, and I, I guess it's a little bit of. Uh, we can also do our old true or false. Oh God. So I know this, Andrew. Um, this weekend, Stony Brook is playing at Liberty. I know this. It's going to be a sweep. I Ooh, think. Which, I, which I, way? I think Liberty's going to take going to take Stony Brook. All right. 
But so that's my I know this, but uh, you tell me, is that true false? What do you think? Stony Brook Liberty. Ooh, I think it's false. Really? False because it's a split or false because Stony Brook's gonna sweep the other way? I think I think it's false because it'll be a split. Whoa. Okay doke. So I think Liberty, didn't they uh, split with Robert Morris? Well, they did, yeah, and that was kind of a, well, that was a shocker. Yeah. I don't yeah, think so. They, Robert Morris got him, uh, got him, I think, in overtime or something like that, and then yeah. uh, Liberty just came back and smoked him the next night, 9-2, to two, so. All right, Andrew, here's another one. Uh, I know this. West Virginia is playing at Ohio at the Bird Arena, and even though Ohio is a team that you love to hate, Ohio is going to kick the ever-loving crap out of West Virginia in their almost version of the backyard brawl. That will be 100% true. Yeah, Ohio's pretty good this season. Now, if you're West Virginia, just hang out in the hallway by the pool before the game. That's all I can say. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) That's terrible. All right, Andrew. (laughs) God, that's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Andrew, here we go. I know this. Alabama is playing at Western Michigan this weekend, and that's a long drive from oh. Pelham, Alabama. Pelham, all the way to Kalamazoo. So yeah. I think there's going to be some bus legs involved and two L's for the frozen tide. That's what I know. What do you think? I think you're 100% correct on that one. Okay. All right. That 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 oh, that is a long bus ride. Can you imagine? It's oh. pr- it's probably a shorter bus ride from uh, from Alabama up to Michigan than it is say from uh, Missouri to Utah. But oh. oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm out. All right, and the last one that I know, it's um, you know what? We'll have two more. Um, I know this, Andrew. Adrian College is going to play. They're actually going on the road. They're not actually going to play any games at at the Arrington Ice Arena. They're going on the road to play at Pitt, and Pitt is usually pretty good. So I know this. Adrian is going to get a challenge this weekend, and I think they're looking at possibly a split. Nah. Adrian and Pitt. Nah. Adrian will take care of business. Okay. All right. And here's the last I know this. Oregon has been off for about the same amount of time that Oklahoma's been off, which is about three weeks now. They're going to host the University of British Columbia from the Canadian Interscholastic uh, (laughs) League. UBC Uh. is coming down to play Oregon. I know this, Andrew. It's going to be ugly, and thank God they're not going to count in the ACHA rankings. It is going to be ugly. We have seen firsthand that, uh, oh, uh, bc team right and yep oof it is not gonna be pretty because did you go on that trip with us i did not make that trip but i got a lot of feedback from you on that trip and uh we had i would say that team that oklahoma team that you took up there to play in that little great northeast or northwest showcase yep was probably as close to a division one team that the ACHAs had in a long time, right? Well, that and the ASU team that went with us, um, they were, I mean, they, I think they won the national championship that year. Yeah, I think that's when they won. So, I mean, those were two tough, tough, talented ACHA teams, probably probably two of the better teams that the ACHA has seen in a long while. 
And that BC team just kind of played pity powder with them. You know, it was not even, not even close. I remember we had to go to the pre, there was a banquet and yeah. like a banquet slash press conference before the event. And we got there on time just because their general manager was kind of uh, anal retentive. You know, when, when they, when they tell you to be there at five o'clock, he was there well before five o'clock with his team. <laughs> And the ASU team was just like it too. Coach Powers, you know, when he said five o'clock, he was there at five o'clock. Yep. And the other two opponents in the Great Northwest Classic were uh, Simon Fraser University and UBC. And Simon Fraser comes. So we're all sitting around our little, you know, dinner tables or whatever. And here comes Simon Fraser. And we're like, whoa, these guys are big. Now, granted, they're playing in the in the Canadian version of club hockey, but they're still bigger than we were, and it wasn't like bigger, fatter Chris Perrier. Um, the, you know, these guys were tall and lean and mean. There was men. There were men walking in, and then so these guys come in and we're like, oh, geez, man, this is going to be tough. Okay, well, and then all three teams turn around, and here comes UBC. <laughs> and it was like you know all these little dinosaurs from Jurassic Park looking up here at these this army of T-Rexes that are just walking in <laughs> yeah they were just monstrous <laughs> yes I and, remember that oh they were like professional players we thought you know we thought it was the you know the Vancouver Canucks and not UBC they they were just gigantic and uh, hey to our credit uh, if, I, if I remember right I think we pushed UBC but, um, I th- when I say we, I think it was the goaltender at the time, Colin Fernandes for Oklahoma, pushed UBC to the brink, and we almost got them. I think they got us in overtime at the end. As, it was a 4-3 or 4-2, something like that. Something like that. Close. Hey, Colin was named the player of the game, uh, which I thought was uh, something. And then Arizona State actually uh, um, uh, beat Simon Fraser so uh, and, and, and pushed the, was, and was pushed the UBC. University of Calgary in that? No, no, no. We no. We we tried to get another event like that for for later on the next year for Calgary, but it just didn't work out. But uh, okay. yeah, so UBC is going to Oregon, and so that I say I know this. It's going to be <laughs> ugly. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been there, done that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Andrew, anything else? Anything else uh, from, from your end? I think that is all I've got for you. All right, I've got two things, and oh, yeah. um, speaking of liberty. I saw this on Hulu. It's coming up. If you're interested in uh, a little bit of Liberty action, um, there's a show coming out called God Forbid. <laughs> and it's about, you know, they had a little scandal over there. No, oh, just just a small one with the uh, Fighting Fallwells. <laughs> I hear it's God Forbid. <laughs> what's it called? God Forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty is the name of the show. And it, 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 in fact, it came out today on Hulu. Um, it's kind of interesting. And the only reason is, I mean, Liberty, they've got a great program and they're run by a great guy, Kirk Handy, who is just a salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah. And his, his assistant coach, Jeff Betcher, I think the world of as well. Um, but, you know, I can separate the guys in the hockey team from the university. I, I know they probably can't, and they probably wouldn't appreciate this. And I'm not trying to get on their bad side at all. But um, the, uh, <clears throat> the this 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 thing that led to the demise of Jerry Jr. is salacious, and 
it made it into a number of news articles, and I guess the news articles are now into uh, been made into a TV movie of sorts. <laughs> oh, yes, your, your your buddy Falwell Jr. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, he and I we had a little run in, and uh, one year when I brought a, a bunch of uh, when I bought a when I brought a really good Oklahoma team out there, and oh. we had we had a little we had a little melee. <laughs> Yeah, you you brought an Oklahoma team that was good and tough, and they were not afraid to have a little bit of a melee go on. Right? No, no, and, and and neither was Liberty. Liberty was neither not afraid to have a melee as well. And there was some stuff that happened off the ice, and uh, I was tasked with literally guarding the door to the locker room, <laughs> and had this because I mean the crowd. Liberty's the only place where we. I've said this before. It's the only place where we needed a police escort from the bench to the locker room and then from the <laughs> locker room to the bus. Yeah, and great. so what a what a great place. I'm telling you and this was before they they redid the La Haye Ice Center. So I mean people were right on top of us. We literally had to walk through the crowd to get to um uh, to to get to the locker room and anyways we have a melee 5 on 5 just an all out line brawl. Typical, you know, like an old minor league Donnie Brook junior Donnie Brook and my guys get sent off the ice and in fact one kid gets sucker punched uh, <laughs> as he's walking off the ice from a from a healthy scratch from Liberty and you know a coach at the time for Oklahoma hops off the bench and you know hauls the the, the Liberty healthy scratch off and <laughs> I mean it, it 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 got ugly really really quick and anyways so I'm you know we hustle all the guys in everyone's hot everyone's upset hell I ran from one side of the rink where I was filming oh, to the other side so I can, you know, make sure all my guys get into the locker room. They're in the locker room, and here comes this one guy who says, hey, I want to go in there and talk to the guys. And I'm like, I'm going I'm to pass the word. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to go in and, and, and talk to the guys. And I just looked at him and laughed, and we had a, uh, I had a few choice words for him. <laughs> and basically told him where he could go take his words and stuff them, and I didn't really give an F where he effing, you know, I, I mean, I was on fire. That was that was not very Christian-like of you. It, well, no, it was definitely not very Christian. I, 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 I sinned. I definitely sinned. Um, and he, to his credit, this guy understood what I was saying, and he understood English, and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and he understood he was not getting into the Oklahoma locker room, despite all of, all that he was trying to tell me. And then no sooner did this guy walk out of earshot that the security guard leaned over to me and he goes, do you know who that was? And I said, I don't have any effing idea and I don't really give an F. Yeah. You know, I said he can go F off. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, the F bomb. In my mind, Andrew, it's a beautiful word because it can, it is. it's, it's one four letter word that can you can you say it and it can mean so many things like that's effing beautiful or yeah. you can go f off or <laughs> how i just hit my thumb with a hammer f you know <laughs> i mean it's one word that is so descriptive and i used almost every single description it, every every facet that it could be used in right and that that man the security guard leaned over and said do you know who that was and i said nah, don't really give an f and he said, uh, that was our chancellor, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, I just, 
cuss, cussed out Jerry <laughs> Jr. I didn't realize that. I'll have, I'll have to I'll have to go give five Hail Marys in the morning. <laughs> five F and Hail Marys. And then <laughs> uh, so anyways, long story short, the game concludes and uh next thing I know the uh, head coach for Liberty comes over with the player and with the chancellor who I had just told to go F himself. Um <laughs> And they all came into the room and, um, you know, did what they needed to do. But uh, anyways, uh, God Forbid is on Hulu, and it's uh, I'm I'm interested to see it. I'm interested to see how they uh, portray things. See see what what kind of light they spin on it? I hope they don't have footage of me. I mean, they have cameras. The one thing about Liberty is they're excellent at putting on video productions. I so I'm, I'm I'm sure somewhere somehow some way, my interaction was uh, taped with uh, and I hope it's not part of this Hulu presentation. That's all I'm. I hope <laughs> that'd be it, awesome. <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. There was this fat kid from Oklahoma that told me to <laughs> f off, <laughs> and that led me down uh, a path of destruction. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I, I'm interested in watching that. God forbid. And Andrew, I saw a movie the other the other day. Yeah. I actually went and saw a movie. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. You'll appreciate. I saw the Woman King. What? Yes, the Woman what King the with what uh, the hell is that? Viola Davis. It's you know what it is. I'll I'll tell I'll tell you what it is. It is a killer, killer, fun little movie. Um, it's not what you expect. I mean, it's, 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 you know, basically about a, uh, a, a woman who leads this, uh, this group of warriors, this group of African warriors to defend, um, against some sort of invasion from, you know, some other folks. I liken it to the opposite. It's a, it's a female version of kind of the Black Panther movie. Huh. And I went, I mean, we were. I, I, I was uh, uh, it was my son who's a movie aficionado and his girlfriend and me and my wife and we were looking for to kill some time and we saw the woman king and we're like yeah we'll go check it out and Andrew honest God, it was pretty darn good huh. lots of violence lots of action um, yeah and surprisingly it was it was very very good so it, it wasn't much in terms of educational. You know, um, but it was, uh, in terms of entertainment factor, it was better than expected. So, Bobby. yeah, and it was, so it was Black Panther, uh, female style without the end of the universe happening. It was just straight on, you're coming to kick our, our tail. We're going to defend our tail. We're going to come kick your tail. Oh, how about that? It was, it was not bad. I, I really enjoyed it. So. Very interesting. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. And uh, I'm telling you what, um, Viola Davis, you know, she's from The Help. And yeah, she's good. She's very good. Man, yeah, she's, she's good. She's made she a, was, She's got to have made a million bucks from having that one look of just you know, looking sad with, you know, watery eyes. Because she was in uh, Hidden Figures, right? I think one, so. Talking about the women with the uh, behind NASA. Mm-hmm. Look at first, you breaking uh, out the science. Yeah, that was that was her, right? I, I believe so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm always right. I think she, about? I think she was one of the women in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie, by the way. She, uh, anyways, it was highly entertaining, and uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. I went in with low expectations and um, came out highly entertained. So there you go. 
All right. So God forbid on Hulu and Woman King on it's in theaters. I'm sure it'll be on some streaming service here in the next week or so. Oh boy. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's uh, get out of here. But first we want to say thanks to everybody for putting up with us and listening on the WCHL podcast. We want to say thanks for um, supporting the WCHL and supporting the ACHA student athletes. They deserve a lot of credit. I know that we're going to sick Anita Suchia on some player interviews here coming up pretty soon. And Andrew, I think next week we're going to try to get Curtis Johnson from Central Oklahoma on here. That'd he's, be awesome. he's their broadcaster. He's a two-time national champion. And he kind of, uh, he is a hockey guy, unlike me or you. Oh, there you go. Huh? So deep analysis expect from Curtis awesome. Johnson. Good stuff. Yeah. So we'll get uh, KJ on here and see what he has to say. Um, in the meantime, uh, rate, you know, give, I don't know what they do. What do you do for podcasts? Give them a thumbs up, five stars, positive reviews, whatever you can do. Yeah, good reviews, right? Yeah, whatever your podcast provider is, give us a healthy, decent review if you like us. And if you don't like us, uh, still give us a good review and then tell us that you lied. And, um, you you know, if, yeah. in order to uh, for us to get better, here's what we need to do to get better. And and it's all Perry's fault with this ASU bias. So. <laughs> hey, one, one, one other thing that we do need to do. Um, whoop, here, I'm going to try to get to it without... Uh, Without causing some sound here, uh, because we did have a question that we that I forgot about that we need to address really quick. Oh. It was posed to us by Lee Tyner, and he says he has a question for the podcast. Why don't we see any Texas teams at the D1 level? Do you want to take that, or do you want me to take that? Oh, I think we could both tag team that one. Okay. The, uh, I, w- I would first start out with uh, funding, right? Okay. That's what I would. That's what I would start with. The, uh, you know, what is it? Texas A and M down there is has messed around and tried to make a run at it, and I would say that they're probably the best equipped to make a run at the NCAA or ACHA D one level. But yeah, I would say funding for the would be the big part for those teams down there, the DBUs and the ETBUs and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, do you want my answer? <laughs> I, I kind of have a feeling where your answer is going. Yeah, it's two words. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, they they don't. Um, part of the uh, part of why teams get to any uh, um, any from anywhere, regardless of geography, why they get to the D one level is the level of competitiveness on the ice and the level of organization and funding off of the ice. And almost to a program, in, in, in especially involved in Texas, um, they, they're lacking severely in uh, one or both aspects of yeah. those things, in my opinion. And, 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 and so at the men's Division II level, there's the Texas Collegiate Hockey Conference. It was founded by a good friend of mine, Sean Boyle who was the head coach at Texas A&M for the longest time. Now he's up at uh, Central Michigan. And he's got a good he got a good thing going, but let's just face facts. The kids down there in Texas, Oklahoma State is now a part of that conference. They see this as the opportunity to get on the ice and fight and yep. you know just be idiots as opposed to going out and playing hockey and earning a spot at national or regionals and then going on to nationals. 
Um, the closest they had a couple of years ago was UTEP, had a good little team. Um, but uh, I think uh, in terms of the uh, it's, it's the, the quality of play, the hockey play in the ACHA in Texas is, um, well, I think it's just fair to say that it sucks. And yeah. the, the kids don't take it seriously. It's club hockey. And they yeah, treat it as club hockey as opposed to serious competitive college hockey. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And so, uh, and, and, and they don't have, um, you know, Derek Harper coached A&M after uh, Sean Boyle left, and Derek Harper and his A&M team come up here and they beat Oklahoma once or twice, I think. And Harps played uh, in this old Central Hockey League in uh, Memphis and Shreveport, I believe, in Wichita for sure. And so he knew what was going on, but he's no longer down there in College Station. No, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, you know the 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 organization just isn't there. The potential is just mind blowing off the charts. I mean, if you can think yeah, of the University of Texas, if they could just get their act together, they could have an NCAA team down there. Oh, hundred hundred percent. I mean, you could go A and M, Texas. Yeah, you know, then you could come up into the Dallas area. You know, TCU or whatever that might be, you know, you could make a strong little Southern conference here and make a, make a run at things. You know, then you, Alabama's not too far over there to join in with them. You know, mm-hmm. and you, you could make a tough little group down here, but each one of those teams, it's like we've said before, you have to have one or two people, adults off the ice that are committed and have a vision of where the, they're going to take something and where they're going to go with it. And, it doesn't really seem like those teams down there really have that much, right? No, they're most they're mostly I, run by kids. I know DBU does a pretty decent job of, of organization and running their program, right? And they tried, they tried it at the start. Now it's just kind of there. Yeah, and I think you know what is it? East Texas Baptist. I think they I think they kind of do okay with it, but there's still not that level of commitment and organization that it takes to jump to this D one level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, the teams like Dallas Baptist and East Texas Baptist. And I realize we're getting, uh, those teams are run by their athletic department. We're getting far afield, but, uh, they, they view the hockey teams as ways to generate student population and, and tuition base. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily to pump an awful lot of money into, uh, the program to, um, uh, for for support so that they can go to regionals or nationals. Now, when they started, they did, but then they quickly realized, man, hockey is an expensive sport. <laughs> yes, it is. And so it just uh, so. Anyways, I think the the short answer is, um, why aren't there men's division one teams in Texas? Well, because the teams in Texas suck. Um, real reality is a little bit, you scratch the surface a little bit more and the uh, off ice organization just isn't there and the on ice competitive competitiveness isn't there. And it's, uh, they treat it like club hockey, like club club hockey. And so that's what you get. You get, um, Hey, the, the games in the TCHC I'm sure are, are entertaining and they're fun for the kids to play in, but, um, you know, the winner of that conference is going to go to the men's division two regionals in the West and they're going to get blasted out of the water in their first uh-huh. game because, you know, they, they don't travel. They don't, they don't recruit. They just, you know, it's, it's an extension of, 
you know, uh, high school hockey. It's an extension mm-hmm. of house hockey. It's an extension of the, you know, the Penguins and the uh, the local Dallas club teams or the local Houston club teams that uh, uh, don't uh, that for those kids that don't go out of state. So that's I mean that's just the sad reality. Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty good analysis. Yeah. Okay. From two non-hockey guys. So Lee, yeah, yeah, Lee, yeah. thanks for the question. And, um, I'm glad we remembered that. Hey, uh, okay. So follow the WCHL pod and Twitter at WCHL pod, follow the Western collegiate hockey league at Western CHL. Uh, Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM, S T I C K F O R D A M. He nowadays, he used to just put up Beavis and butthead stuff, but now he's doing physical science experiments and everything on his Twitter yeah. account. If you want to see how to make elephant toothpaste, just follow along. I'll show you. <laughs> I'm on uh, Twitter at CJP in OKLA. Most of my stuff these days is uh, immigration and po- politics and the occasional funny cat video or something. But um, yeah, there we go. Andrew, I think we've said enough. You know what? Here, let's, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to play. Just when you think this show is terrible, something wonderful happens. What? It ends. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's us. We've been accused on more than one occasion of being Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. All right, Andrew, I'm going to hit the button. Can you get us out of here? I can, I can. Let's do it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Have an exciting time watching college hockey this weekend. Take care of each other, and we will catch you on the flip side.